Hello and welcome to another episode of the Maple Line Music Podcast. Uh, my name is Matt, as always, and I'm joined by my good buddy Brad. How are you doing, Brad? You doing good. How are you guys all doing? Good, good. This, this week we are joined by Jackson from the uh, punk band Diner Drugs. How are you doing, Jackson? Good, good. Thanks for having me aboard. That's yeah, okay. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, so, this is another episode of the Maple Lion Podcast. Cool. Oh, yeah. So, Jackson, uh, introduce yourself and kind of your role in the band and who the other guys are in the band and what their roles are. Cool, cool. So, I'm Jackson. I play guitar and kind of do some, like, backup vocals and stuff. Doing more, like, I guess, like, yeah, backing vocals on this next record as well. Um, We have our two other, like, main vocalists, Chris, who also plays bass, and Jordan, who does vocals and plays guitar, and then our drummer Jesse. So, you did you know it, your five piece? Did you say is that four piece or a five piece? No, four. Yeah, it's a four, four. piece. So how it's do, like? Oh, carry pardon? on. Oh, like me and Jordan play guitar and do vocals, and then Chris plays bass and does vocals. Okay. So how does yeah. the writing go? Who's who's doing the writing of the songs for you guys? It's it's a pretty good like group effort for sure. How did you guys meet and get started? That's because this was a good. Was it a high school band or did you meet later on? It's a, it's a good story actually. Um, so I'm actually like significantly younger than the rest of those dudes. Um, back like Chris and Jesse, like I won't. I'm gonna say like ten years ago, played in a band like high school band with my older brother. So that's how I like knew those guys. I was always like, oh, like they're my older brother's friends. Cool. Uh, Jordan was in another band at the time with Jesse. Uh, so Jordan and Jesse were in one band, uh, and then Chris and Jesse were in another band. So we were all just like in the local scene, right, in different local bands. Um, and then they were they were probably like 23, 24, and that's when I turned 19, and I had just. I was like old enough that I started hanging out with them versus like them being like my older brother's friends, right? And then so he was pretty much like, yo, I know you like, I know you play guitar. Like me and Jesse are thinking at this point, all these like high school bands were starting to like break up. People were moving away, all this. So he's like, oh, like we're thinking of starting something else. And I, I know you can play guitar. So how about how we get you on board? And I was like, dude, sure. Like I played in a couple high school bands. So he knew like I could play. That's right. pretty much it. So it was like me and Chris and Jesse, and then uh, we were like, just like needed a needed a fourth, and Jordan was available. So we're like, "Yo, man, you want to like you want to do this as well?" Like, uh-huh. so bit of a dynamic going on then um, mm-hmm. over, over a period of time, meeting up and deciding this is now going to be the band. For sure. What then made you make the jump to decide you wanted to do original music like, and start releasing your own music? Because that's a big jump to make for anyone. So what, what sure. made you push you that way? I think like we, we just like, started jamming right away. There was no, like, we like we got in a room together, we felt it out, and we're like, cool, this like dynamic works. Because it was, it was like, for the first couple months, it was like me, Chris, and Jesse just like jamming stuff out. And then Jordan joined like a couple months later. 
So we had like a couple risks floating around. We didn't, we didn't like dive into like trying to do covers or anything. We kind of just knew immediately we're like, okay, this is like, we're going to try and write original music with this. How would you uh, describe your sound? Like what are your influences behind which you playing? Okay. So like, I don't know. We're all, we were always like into as if anyone has like, listening has heard our records it's like a big like stoner punk like kind of rock vibe for sure so i mean like the obvious ones like uh red fang for sure um fu manchu for sure as well yeah um i hear a lot of the fu manchu when i'm listening to you guys oh cool hey <laughs> thank you um yeah big time like especially for our first ep was definitely like a lot more like i guess i want to say like rock and roll you know what i mean versus like the second record was like a little more faster and like stuff like that so like definitely more like rock influence like for the first record but the second record we got like some of the riffs like got a little more like i, I guess i'll say emotional like maybe we we're like pushing for some like alexis on fire stuff like all those realms the bands that are like heavier for sure yeah i i picked up on a like an offspring sound yeah uh, yeah really... we've done that uh, like several times for sure I lo- and I love Offspring, so I yeah. I, uh, I I got down with it straight away. Um, I saw them not long ago, actually, with uh, Sum Forty One. Oh, that must have been an epic experience, dude. Sum Forty One was also like my first concert ever. Like as like a little like kid, my dad brought me to it because I wanted to go, and then so they came back like, oh, it must have been like fifteen years later, and I was like, I need to see Sum Forty One again, <laughs> just because it was the first one I saw, right? Like memories and eh? they're an awesome band so i'd love to see some 41 mm-hmm. haven't got to that one yet i've seen uh yeah. I've, seen, I've seen green day five times oh but, cool yeah so yeah uh, i've seen quite a few punk and brown and yeah anyway, you've seen, so. you seen a lot of them yeah <laughs> okay i've seen fu manchu i've seen you know i yeah green day yeah fu manchu is like definitely a, a bucket list band i'd like to see for sure yeah, yeah. They're still they're still going strong. They're out there for sure, for sure. So up and up until now, um, you've released an album and an EP on yep. uh, on Spotify. Um, you, the album's called As Is and was released in 2019, and yep. the EP was called Dying of Drugs and was released in 2017. Your most popular song, according to Spotify, is the song Rotten Eggs, and I've listened to it on Spotify, and I've also watched the video on YouTube, which was a little bit amusing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <you> like that. <laughs> uh, how did you how did you come up with that song like <laughs> i think um like jordan wrote like the lyrics for that song so like whatever he was feeling really um the at that time frame we were making music videos like i guess we were like sort of trying to copy red fang and making these like kind of funnier like more like storyline videos that like in verses like just to get people's attention really you know what i mean excuse me um so my i have a twin brother actually oh excuse me mm-hmm. i have a twin brother and he has always been in film he's got all of the gear all the cameras every anything you need for sure so we were actually like pretty fortunate enough he's like i kind of came up with this like crazy like music video idea like can i run it by you guys he's like what if like you guys like get into some bad beers and they're kind of poisonous or whatever. So he's like, you guys have these like weird LSD trips or whatever. And we're like, Oh, that's like, that's kind of a funny idea. Like we could do that for sure. 
and at first it was like gonna be like i don't know like us just drinking like stebbies whatever but then our, our homie at pension scott we like we we're just hanging out with him one day and we we're like yo we might do like this like music video and he was like yo he's like because he i think at one point he had like made a run of pension beers or he had like the intentions on making like the the brand actual like pension beers so he's like yo we should make it like i bring you guys like my first run of beers you guys dive into them and they're just like super poisonous like <laughs> trip out beers or whatever i'm like yo that's a sick idea too like let's do it <laughs> it definitely is amusing when he takes that swig of beer and it's like that tastes like rotten <laughs> eggs <laughs> <laughs> that like that, it's crazy because he like spits it out and he's got this weird face going. And that's our drummer Jesse, and he's just like, "Tastes like raw eggs." But like, I'm sure you guys have been behind the scenes a couple times. You gotta do it like three or four times to try and get like the right take. And like half the other times, like all of us are laughing in the background. So my brother who directed, it, he's like, "All right, like no, we, like, we gotta like no laughing." Like. <laughs> Quite on set. Yeah, exactly. So here's the question then. Did the beer actually taste like rotten eggs when you, or was it a, a decent beer? It was not bad. <laughs> I can't remember what beer we bought, but I remember we had to like, so we bought like, I don't know, like 30 stebbies or whatever. And Scott had actually made like the like pension logo, like on a like stubby, like sticker. Yeah. So we had we spent like an hour washing off the labels of all these beer bottles, drying them up, and then putting the like stickers on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't. I'm sure. I think we just went to the liquor store. And we're like, we need stubbies. Like, grab whatever beer was there. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, is there new music on the horizon, or a new video, or something coming from you guys? Um. Yeah, definitely. I think with like this time frame of COVID it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to put a timeline on anything this year um but we just released a new music video for an old older song on as is we dropped that like two weeks ago actually for uh need time so that's uh that's available that's like the most recent thing we've done it's yeah it's just crazy we have like I think we're about I would like confidently say like 75% done another record, but it's like, we, we can't, we could record New Brunswick. Obviously that is a, uh, an option, but it's like, we, we couldn't travel to record anything right now. So we're kind of, we were, we were kind of looking at it in the sense of this year with the off time, it's giving us more time to like write and focus on like a second record that we're going to be hyped on. So we're almost we're getting we're getting close to the finish line on on at least finishing the second record. We don't really have a time frame that we have in mind for recording yet, but hopefully hopefully recording it will happen this year. And if we can do a, re a release in twenty twenty one as well, that would be awesome. But you never know with these times, right? Like, yeah, and we're hearing that a lot from from different bands and artists that have come on here. It's one of the reasons we're doing this at the moment is so people can kind of tell us their story and how what they've been doing and just you know it keeps things sticking over it creates the interest still in in artists if they haven't been able to you know be at the forefront of what they were doing before that's it yeah yeah um so i'm going to tell you the story of how i come across you guys in the first place as well For sure, um, yeah. <laughs> i was uh we did an interview with the tortoise the hare and the millionaire uh, okay earlier on in the season and the record company that 
is with them followed us as a and i just so happened to see that you were also signed with that company or yeah kate um we're we're technically not on uh she said fuck but kate is our manager okay so she heard all, all of our like business stuff okay because i said because you, your uh your two names as bands were dropped in the same line on like their uh their page information for, yeah for sure so yeah she did the management stuff that and yeah and i saw your name there and i was just like well if the tortoise the hare and the millionaire are uh, associated with these guys then this other band must be decent so for sure i plugged you into spotify and boom there you go new thank punk, you new punk band to listen to yeah yeah thanks <laughs> So uh, you've just said about the challenges that COVID have, uh, you know, it, it, it has put on the music industry in general. Um, have you done anything during COVID um, to kind of keep yourself relevant, in touch with your fans, like live streaming online or yeah, anything like that? It's a, yeah, it's, it's exactly the topic, right? Where it's like, it's just been a hard year for everyone, like fans and everything, right? Um, we haven't done a whole lot of like online stuff, I guess. Um, but we did one live stream with our buddy, uh, Ross Cole at Slanted Glass Studios in Moncton. So we did that, we did the one live stream. We've done a couple other, like, we did like something weird at the beginning of the year. It was like, show us like you chugging a condiment uh, in your fridge or something for a chance to win a record. <laughs> just like, just like dumb, silly things, I guess, right? Was there a winner for that one? There was. Our buddy uh, John in Fredericton chugged a bot like uh, like most of the submissions were just like here's me doing like a shot of mustard or hot sauce. He, I swear, man, like cracks open a bottle of like fresh maple syrup and just starts da- like downing the whole bottle. <laughs> and we're just like, I think we have no option but to choose this dude. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Guy, he must have been absolutely wired. Yeah, yeah. Imagine <laughs> that sugar, dude. Like, yeah, Jesus, that's must. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow, I have no, I have no words for that. Brad, have you ever downed a bottle of maple syrup? <laughs> no, it's good stuff, but I mean, just a little bit makes my teeth ache. Yeah, that's the other thing. Imagine like you like. I'm sure we've all experienced you put like a little bit too much maple syrup on your whatever. You're like, ah, oh, this is like kind of hard to get through. Imagine like drinking all that. <laughs> Jeez. It's just, it's crazy for sure. God, his, his heart must have gone into overdrive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, that's a first there. Someone down in a bottle of maple syrup. That's a. Yeah, so I guess we're kind of just like. <laughs> trying to get we're trying to interact with people in like funny ways i guess well well we can't actually physically do shows and like be online or um like be on tour or anything like that right no are you uh are you hoping that this year we'll see you back on the stage i mean if if it's allowed you know what i'm saying like it's kind of like we discussed it really like we so we played Ferdinand with motherhood in December and that was the only show that's a lie we actually played like 2020 we played like January 3rd and January uh, 4th and we played one show in March in Moncton but those were the only three gigs that we thought we were going to be able to play in 2020 but then we snuck one in right at the end of 
uh, December, December 19th with Motherhood and Fredericton. Excuse me. So yeah, we, we, we told ourselves like, we obviously like enjoy playing shows and doing this and doing that, like what bands can do, right? Um, but we're kind of like not planning much. Like if a show comes up and it seems like right to do it, we'll do it for sure. Um, but we like, there's a lot of restrictions on shows right now. So it doesn't feel like an actual show, right? So we're kind of, we made the like executive decision to like kind of wait until everything is like, I don't want to say back to normal, but like definitely like a more original show like idea. Wait till we're back to what the new normal is kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. We're like, we're, tr we're not trying to like rush into like playing gigs. Does that make sense? Yep. That, that does. That does make sense. It's different bands have had different opinions though. And when they think that, you know, we might be back at that stage. Yeah. Uh, some people don't think that we're going to be back at that stage until like next year. Some people think that we're going to be good by the fall of this year. So it's for sure. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a toss up for sure, man. Yeah. All I know is I want to go back to seeing live music. I am, uh, I'm fed up of it not being, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm like, we did that one gig and I was like, okay, damn, like I want to play shows again, like for sure. <laughs> Well, one of one of the highlights of my year and of Brad's year as well is going to the uh, Harvest Jazz and Blues Festival. And okay, that was all like outdoors, right? Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Such a great experience. Um, and didn't get to go last year, and this year doesn't look like it's going to be you know the event that it should be. But for sure, um, I don't know how you're feeling about the live music scene, Brad. Like, are you are you missing that 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 experience? It's greatly missed. I, it, there's no bars that you can go to right now, so we have to just wait and see what, when we can get told to go back to do it. It's wild because you think about the last like couple years, or I, I, I should say the last year. But prior, like I was talking to Chris, our bassist, about this. Like prior to a year ago, it was just like, oh, are you going to the show on Friday? You're like, yeah, maybe. Like I'll probably see you there, whatever. And it's like, imagine like like knowing that the month before COVID that this was like the only shows you were going to see for the next year and a half, two years. Like it's wild. I think the whole, it, like the whole thing coming back is going to be, I think on a new level for sure. So do you think people are going to rush out to the first few shows or do you think it's going to take a long time for people to get back into going to shows? And I think a lot of people, yeah, I think a lot of people like, it, I'm in the same boat, obviously. Like, oh, are you going to show Friday? Maybe I'll let you know. We'll see. Um, it's like, I think a lot of people are, are going to go to these, at least for like for the first, I want to say four or five months, are going to go to like every show because they miss that like atmosphere and that feeling. So it's like, yeah, I think, I think the first few months back to like, like you said, the new normal is going to be like some heavy attending shows. Yeah. Have you uh have you ever played Grimross? No. No, you should. Once what is it? Grimross, it's a microbrewery up here in Fredericton. They support a lot of uh, New Brunswick bands. Okay, cool. Um maybe give them a look them up when things are cool. you know, back to normal. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a great spot for people just to go grab a beer and watch some live music. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that's that's sick. I'll definitely have to look into that. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a regular drinking spot for me and Brad when it's a uh, you know you're allowed to go and socialize properly. Exactly. Yeah. Does the band have any favorite clubs? Any place that they like, might call their home where they go? Where you guys go play a lot? Cool. Um, the Cavo in Moncton is like definitely our uh, our spot to play. I think. We are like pretty good friends with the dude who books there. Like I say really good friends, but he's like put out all of our records and he was like helping us run that run the ship for a little bit as well. So he's a he's a pretty good pal for sure. But he books at that venue. So anytime he's got a, a gig he wants us on or if we like want a date, it's it's usually pretty flexible for sure. Right. Uh, I love playing the Capitol as well. Capitol's fucking awesome. Oh, uh, the Capitol's a good spot for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're pretty good. Uh, we're pretty good friends with everyone there as well. Um, talking of uh, you know your records, uh, where's the best place to? Do, do you have CDs, or you strictly like download band, or do you have CDs out in the market? Um, no CDs right now. We just we actually only have like a handful of copies left of as is on vinyl, and I think we have cassettes maybe of the first record. Cassettes. Oh yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's either like go on any uh, platform or I'm pretty sure you can buy it on Bandcamp if you want, but I mean, it, it's free on Spotify, Apple, whatever. Yeah. I'm just a, I'm just a guy that likes to have a physical CD in my hand. So that's why yeah. I was asking. <laughs> we actually made, we made run of CDs for the first EP, but as this was the only, like we wanted, our main focus was to have a, a 12 inch. Like we spent all of the money making that become a 12 inch and making vinyl is dude it's so fucking expensive like i don't like i did it hurts my brain to even think about going through that process again <laughs> um but yeah making vinyl is so expensive so we actually didn't even make a run of cds for as is the the sole focus was to get it on a vinyl for that uh, release tour that's cool. Did you make any like rare copies of it as well? I know some bands do that, like make it in green vinyl or in purple vinyl, or was it all um, strictly? We did the, fir the first 100 of them are white vinyl. White vinyl? Yeah. Nice. And I think we only have maybe like 10 of those left. Oh, I might have to yeah. get in. I might have to get in there. Dude, <laughs> Bandcamp camp link <laughs> below. We're <laughs> yeah. up top. I don't know how these things work. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can definitely put the link in the description to the podcast on uh, on SoundCloud. That's oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I think there's only like, oh, man. The last time I counted, there was only like 13 or 14 left. And we've like, we played Fredericton and we sold some. And I think we sold a few online as well. So I, there might only be like a handful of copies left. Well, me and Brad might have to get in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Brad, uh Definitely. Argue. What's uh? What's your opinion on CD versus vinyl? What's your uh? What do you prefer? I like vinyl. You are a vinyl man. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm a vinyl. I as still well. like vinyl. Yeah. Uh, These are good to move around with, but vinyl is nice when you're at home and you can set it, set up on your home stereo and get the true feel. That's it. I'm in the same boat for sure. Yeah, I like. I was talking to a friend about it the other day. I was just like, I've I've been collecting vinyl for fuck like ten years, and I probably only have like a hundred vinyls. But I like cycle through them like anything. Like I'm like I have 
I haven't spent this in five years. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring it to the record store and see if I can get a buck or two off of it. Like, so I've been like cycling through vinyls for like 10 years. And like, I find now the collection I have, I'm like really impressed with. So <laughs> it's like, it's more, it's more for me than anything. Like, for sure. Speaking well, of that, what are you currently listening to that you uh, find other people might want to hear or is influencing the band? For sure. Um, uh, what have I been listening to lately? Um, Chris just showed me a band. We went to the beach the other day and he was like, hey, have you ever heard the band Black Breath? Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, no, dude. Like, yeah, throw it on, whatever. And like, they have a 20... 20- 11 album and a 2013 album that I've, I've been hooked on all week. What kind of music is it? Oh, dude. I like, have you heard the band? Uh, there's another band called Left Behind. And it's, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like the bass tone that both these bands have. It's like a distortion fuzz, like bass tone. And it, it's like my favorite new thing. Like, excuse me. Um, yeah, I've just been listening to, like, a couple of their records. I think, like, I think they're not a band anymore because the last Spotify record was, like, 2015. Okay. So, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, uh, a couple of homies of mine in Halifax, they're a new band. They just released a single called Book Buddies. Okay. Uh, so, I've been listening to that single. It's called Neon. What's I've been listening name? to that. What's the What's name that? of that? It's the name of the band book buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Might have to might have to look them up, get them on as well. Yeah, yeah. They're they're, <laughs> they're super awesome. I like a few of them play in other bands uh that we've we've like played with a handful of times. So that's how like I'm like friends with, with them. So I was just like, oh like a couple of these members are in this new band, so I'm gonna obviously check it out. And I've like been playing that single pretty consistently for the last like few days it's been out. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, what is your best, like, band story or have you ever been starstruck, met a musical hero kind of thing? Like, have you got one of those stories? I guess musical, like, meeting people. We actually had the opportunity to open for Red Fang um, for Mud City Meltdown in 2019. So that was, like, really cool because I... I've really liked, we've all really liked Red Fang for a long time. Um, if if anyone listening is unfamiliar with Red Fang, it's like just, I, I guess a similar sound to us where it's just like fast and like kind of stoner rockish and like funny music videos. Um, yeah, um, that I think is a big one for, I would say like every member in the band, like those dudes, like Red Fang rolled in from the States and all so nice like super nice for sure i remember even like uh i have i own a gibson flying v and that was like the guitar brought for the show and their guitar player like straight coming into the venue like they're just like unloading their stuff too and he's just like i'm just like this kid in an opening band for them and he's just like yo can i see your v because he could tell it was a v from my guitar case and i was like yeah yeah man for sure like it was it was like not like they weren't like hiding in the green room like it's not cool to talk to us. They were like, yo, what's up? And like asked to look at our gear and stuff. Like uh, it was really, it was were, really humbling. Like, 
and you weren't starstruck by that. I, we've had a few people coming here where they've met someone like really quite famous or big backstage, and they've been like, uh, uh, uh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always a little <laughs> bit of that, but at the same time, you're just like, all right, this is just like another human being. I can do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's that's cool. I don't know. I like it. Uh, I like it when that happens. I like it when you know some of these bigger bands they roll in and you know they hang out with the support acts i think that's uh i think that's a really cool thing you know yeah it kind of brings the music community together there's no like we're you know we're much higher than you are it is no like- for sure and that's like i mean like we've like we've definitely like played some like heavier shows like gotten like a couple good bills for sure um and you never expect anyone to be like that and we've been really fortunate we're like no uh, like headliner bands have been like don't talk to us opener band you know what I mean like everyone I think that's just like that's like definitely like a rock star stereotype like even people like in this area that are like in bigger bands are like just people who are down to earth and like are down to like chill with you and like as long as you're not a weirdo they don't like don't fucking care like <laughs> well essentially you're all people you're all in the same industry and you're all trying to do the same thing and have a great exactly time exactly they've either been around longer or i've seen more success and it's like it's just like we're all the it's like yeah exactly what you just said like we're all just trying to do the same thing like yeah some Uh, of them take offense when you kind of like freak out about them and their fame and stuff they just for sure yeah so every like i've had like a handful of times where like someone's like can you sign this i'm just like you want me to sign this I guess if that's what you want. Yeah, like, one, da- one day it's going to be worth millions. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what they, that's like usually the comment they say. They're like, this is going to be worth so much. And it's like, dude, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It takes, yeah. one, it on, takes one single for a band to take off that this grabs attention. Hopefully it's on the next record. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it is crazy how that can sometimes happen. Um, for sure. For sure, and if you uh, if you ever get um, if you ever get any uh, you know when your singles are coming up, just drop us a message and uh, we will we will promote it on our uh, web page. Um, sure. Prior to the release as well, so you get some early early doors maybe. Yeah, yeah, cool. For sure, man. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, kind of touching back on what we were saying earlier, it's like w- recording the next record is definitely on the radar for this year, but we don't know. Well, there's no there's no timeline like i couldn't like tell you when i want to plan another tour or put this record out like because it's just so wild we don't know when restrictions are going to be left or where we can go or you know what i mean for sure it's uh it's, it's definitely trying time anyway brad i'm gonna let you ask the question we uh we ask every week all right so if you could put a band together with three members, dead or alive, of all time, what would your band be? Oh, okay. No way. So what do we, like, okay, let me, let me, can I ask you guys a question? Uh, does it have to be, like, drummer, vocalist, guitarist, or, like, drummer, bassist, guitarist? It, it doesn't matter as long as you have a three-piece band. Okay. Um, okay. Tony Iommi, uh, Lane Staley. Okay. Uh, I don't know any like any like good rock like drummer. I this... can't think of like a like 
crazy yes. rock drummer right now. But there, there, there's one name that always comes up, and that is Mr. Dave Grohl. He's literally in everyone's. Okay, band. let's throw him in. Let's throw him <laughs> in, Dave Grohl. <laughs> Dave Grohl is literally in everyone's band. I think there's probably been like three or no, four per- episodes. Perfect, uh, perfect example because I just want a heavy drummer. So Tony Iommi, who's the king of all rock and roll because Black Sabbath is the best band ever. Uh, Lane Staley, best 90s vocals, I think, for sure. Um, yeah, and uh, Dave Grohl, because he can play some drums. There you go. That's quite a band, actually. I'd love to see that band. Oh, man. Let's, let's email him. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a super group so together, guys. All in their prime? Are these guys all in their 20s when they're together? or? <laughs> Are these guys all in their twenties when they're together, or is it present day? Um, damn. I let's let's throw them all at thirty. I don't even think Lane Staley made it to thirty. Actually, <laughs> don't think so either. No, yeah, he yeah he was he was like probably late twenties. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, so that kind of That's brings awesome. us not nicely to the end of the podcast. Um, cool. As always, we like to have a track sent to us by the uh, band Come On so that people can have a sample of what they're about. Um, Jackson, if you'd like to introduce the single that uh, is going to be at the end, and then we'll say our goodbyes. Cool. Um, yeah. I'm going to I'll throw you guys Need Time because we just put out a music video for that. So you're now listening to Need Time. Hey, enjoy, everyone. Thank you for coming on, Jackson. Goodbye. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Jackson. Thank you. Keeps me alive Don't be compelled to close your eyes